There's a Bob Jane team art text line straight away. Rowie, I think you need to stop talking about live sport on air. Looks like we did it again <laughs> to Alex. The jinx. It wasn't my fault. Have you said a lot of people having their say on the text message, 0448 08 the emails and a lot of calls lining up too when it comes to membership, when it comes to the new Crows facility. Everyone's lock, stock. It's Debitin all the way. It's Debbie. But here she is for the Harvey Norman factory or largest clearest centre. It's now open, as we mentioned. It is big, it is red, it's a 919 Marion Road. Oh, Caro, welcome back. We've been waiting and here you are. Happy New Year, Stephen, and hello to everyone. Yeah, that's fantastic. What are we into, year 11, 12, 13? Who's counting? (laughs) I reckon, I think it's uh, 13, actually. Oh, no. Outstanding. And, um, and so, look, if 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 someone could have told us all those years ago that we'd still be talking and the stories what we would have spoken about oh, and no. broken and argued about and fallen out <laughs> over, you wouldn't have believed it, would you? And it's all going to happen again this year. There is so much going on in footy. There is. We thank Harvey Norman again for that. Now, where's Eddie at? How is Eddie for starters? And will he come back to footy classified? It's a very good question and one that, at this stage, uh, less than two weeks before our first show, I can't actually answer. Wow. Which is, which is look, it's obviously disappointing for Ed. I don't think he's in a great place at the moment. Obviously, he's had a really, really tough few weeks. The uh, on a, the positive note, he did um, come back today to start uh, recording Millionaire Hot Seat. Mm-hmm. So, you know that that is something he did say he was taking a break from all of his media commitments, obviously not a millionaire hot seat. And I don't think that would be something that would cause huge angst for him. I mean, it's such a popular show. It's such a successful show. Um, the, the expectation is that he will be back hosting Footy Classified to, into Wednesday's time on March 17, on the eve of the first game of the season between Richmond and Carlton. That is what the production team expect. That's what Channel 9 Expect, but we have not have had confirmation yet from Ed, and no one, uh, apart from people at Jam TV, Ed's production company, have actually spoken to Ed. He's just still, I think, just entertaining a whole lot of things and weighing up a whole lot of things, and whether he's up for it again. So mm. if not, obviously Sam McClure is waiting in the wings, okay. and and the show's fortunate that he is there. If in fact Ed decides he can't face coming back on. I hope he does come back on. I mean, obviously, the first show is going to be really interesting because there's a lot of questions we want to ask him and there's probably a lot he wants to get off his chest. I think there's still a lot of Ed supporters, Stephen, mm. who believe that 
they're, they're saying that that horrendous press conference that was held after the Do Better report was broken um, was, you know, not just Ed's doing, but many people. I hope that's not something that they will all go on with because I think Ed has to own that if he is to move forward. But anyway, it's um, still mystery over whether Ed will be back and... That is, I genuinely can't tell you, and no one at nine can tell me either. No, well, time will mend, I would imagine, with that. Uh, Hawthorne, are they imploding? Jeff Kennett and Clarko having a little bit of a ding-dang. Oh, look, there's a lot going on at Hawthorne. I I would suggest that they they had a terrible season last year. I think that Jeff Kennett had sort of agreed with the board that he would be, if he did sign on for another term, and they changed the constitution to do that, that he would maybe be a bit more silent. That hasn't happened. Um, I, I believe that those two might be on a collision course because mm. Jeff is really the only one at Hawthorne who stands up to Alistair, particularly now that Graham Wright has gone, gone to Collingwood, of course. Yep. He was ahead of football. I'm just not sure whether his replacement can do that. I'm not sure whether the CEO, Justin Reeves, who probably isn't exactly everybody's favourite CEO at the moment at the Hawthorne Footy Club. Wow. Um, I, I just think that there's a lot of people at the club who are not really happy with his management style. I'm not saying he's under pressure to lose his job. I'm not saying that for a moment. But there are people a bit concerned with his management style. I think that Jeff does stand up to Alistair. I think they disagree on quite a few things. I think that a lot of decisions, you know, including the Sean Burgoyne staying on and playing for another year, there was a lot of angst that went on before that decision was made. Of course, the coach really wanted him to play on. And I think that Jeff Kennett going to wealthy members of the club and suggesting to them that this might be an opportunity to become a Tasmanian team and play 10 games in Tasmania and 10 in Victoria, doing that without the knowledge of other board members, I think all of this is causing huge issues and internally. And, of course, you have, on top of all of that, you know, the Tom Scully situation and the Jonathan Patton mm-hmm. situation, which is not yet resolved. And I'd be amazed if Jonathan Patton did come back and play AFL footy for the Hawthorne Footy Club, but I don't think this is a well-governed club at the moment, to be totally brutal. And I think it's really interesting that Tim Silvers, who, of course, applied for the CEO position at Hawthorne when Tracy Gordry, the first woman CEO, got the role, continued and worked with Tracy, applied again when Justin Reeves got the job, and, of course, has worked very hard on this potential move out to, to a, a new outer suburban facility that I think is folly, um, is now going to be running that operation for the Adelaide Crows. And now we know where their preferred new home is. So I think it's a great opportunity for Tim Silvers, and I think he's better off out of Hawthorne, and he's finally been given the chance to do the job he's been aspiring to for a long time. Tell us a bit about him, um, Caro, or the, the Tim you know. I've only spoken to him once. Um, he seems like a very genuine, authentic family man that lives those principles. And, I mean, I think his acumen business-wise is strong, and he just loves football, and he knows how a football club ticks. Look, I think commercially he's strong. I, I, I won't lie. I don't really know Tim Silvers okay. at all personally, but I do know what people have told me. I know that he was devastated to miss out on the CEO's role when Stuart Fox went to run the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Mm-hmm. And yet when and Tracy Gordry took the role, and, and as you know, that was fraught with difficulty and that was a very short-lived and disastrous tenure for Tracy Gordry but that he sucked it up and couldn't have been more supportive to her, was very loyal, helped her through it because it wasn't an easy 
I mean, obviously she, you know, clearly didn't do a great job, but on the other hand, it wasn't easy for her. And the fact that he acted with maturity and good grace and tried to help her along, I think was a bit, always a big tick for me. Yeah. Um, I think the women at the Hawthorne Football Club really rate Tim Silvers. Yeah, that's excellent. That is not excellent. The, not all CEOs are popular with their women's staff. Okay. Just let me say that. Well, that, that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Porter got a $12 million debt. Crows a $4.5 million debt. That landed yesterday. Gold Coast are costing $30 million a year. Are there some concerns at AFL House? Oh, look, I think you couldn't be more disappointed with the way their season kicked off in the past few weeks, could you? I mean, I'm, I'm talking about on-field. Okay. I, I think, um, look, it, it is tough because of COVID and because of all the travel situation. You know, teams outside of Victoria can really only play one other team. And um, Gold Coast keep playing Brisbane. So Brisbane are, you know, probably privately complaining that they're not getting a decent hit out before the start of the season. And the Gold Coast were absolutely woeful last week. As were their reserves. And they've got 50 players on their list, Stephen. I know. And, and you know, so, so they weren't playing... They weren't playing players they dragged in from Cooparoo or Southport. You know, this was... And their reserves got absolutely flogged as well. So uh, I think that... And, and I think there had been, you know, that they felt that this was... They were going to give the Brisbane Lions a genuine hit-out. That didn't happen. You could hear even if you were watching the coverage online or however you were watching it, could hear the chairman Tony Cochran yelling in the yelling in the background, <laughs> and I just think that that's going to continue to be a problem for them. Look, look, and you know he gets on radio last week and gets into a blue with the Tasmanian Premier Peter Goodwin over that. over Tasmania. Like, why would you even do that? Mm. I just think that um, you know that, that's the chairman. That's just one issue, and obviously he's been strong in other areas, and you know the grand final deal, etc. But I just think on field, if they can't fire a shot this year, when are they going to? Well, and, yeah. and of course, at the cost of $30 million. And, you know, you can multiply that mm. going forward. Yeah. Well, let's hope Stewie can get them right. They might be foxing. They play Brisbane again this weekend. Let's have a look at that. Hey, it looks like David Teague from afar is the coach that's in the biggest gun before a ball's bounced, Caro. Well, according to Robert Wolfe, he is. I mean, I don't quite think that's right, but I do agree the Carlton need to make the finals this year. And I know that you can have injuries and finish ninth and you can finish seventh or eighth and go out, you know, by 40 points in the first round. And so making finals isn't everything. It isn't finals or bust. But I, I think there has been some internal dissension at that footy club over David. I don't think everybody was overjoyed with the Eddie Betts decision mm-hmm. and that that friendship, you know, is seen as a bit of a conflict of interest maybe okay. for the coach David Teague. And I'm just not sure that all the players are completely convinced that he's the man. I'm not saying mm. they want the house. I'm not saying that by any means. Mm. But I think that there's... And, I mean, Robert Walls, you might say he's an old Carlton head and he was brought in to help at one point, Brendan Bolton, before that all went askew. But I think Robert Walls knows Carlton as well as anyone. And when he talks about Carlton, I listen. Yes. And I do agree that David Teague is under some pressure and that they ended the season really disappointingly last year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If they're not in the top eight, I look at their list. It's a big, big, big year. They need to start well too, or that Bunsen burner will go to a blue flame. Fair square under his clacker, old Teaguey. Especially, <laughs> especially if you've got Wolsey just oh, with the boxing gloves on. Oh, you do have a way on. with words, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, you know, when you get a blue flame, you would have done that in, in, in science when it goes blue. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the AFL review, I, I'm a big fan of this. I think this has got to get up. Where's that at? 
Well, the AFL are dodging it and weaving it, and you, you just wonder, you know, how long is Gillan McLaughlin planning on sticking around? You know, there was a strong view that he was probably going to leave at the end of last year, perhaps, had COVID not happened. So that's, you know, one, that is one side of the equation. The other side of the equation is what is the commission actually doing? The AFL commission, you know, you know my views upon Richard Goyder. I don't yeah. think he is. He's been totally invisible, and that might not. That's not just in a public sense. I don't think he's been strong enough. They are avoiding this review. They don't want it. They know that. Um, well, I, I don't think that they're prepared to do an independent review. Andrew Pridham, the Sydney Swans chairman, is determined to push ahead with this. The presidents and the CEOs are all meeting next week mm-hmm. on the eve of the season. They've all been summoned to AFL HQ, even though the season launch isn't happening in the traditional way. And I think there'll be a good... I hope there's some argy-bargy over this because in the end, what they, those chairmen need to do is win back the right to select AFL commissioners. There is a view that the AFL commission is not strong, that it's never been weaker. It's never had less really smart and switched on and good football personnel. I'm not saying this about all the commissioners, but that is a general view of the club. And the clubs need to get their men and women that they believe that they have to have some say about who goes on the commission. And that's partly what this review is all about, the clubs winning back some power. And, of course, there's a list of things that, you know, Andrew Pridham wants to review from everything from the role of player managers to um, should there be 18 teams or should there be a team in Tasmania, should there be a pre-finals buy, etc. So I hope they push ahead with it. The AFL are resisting it in every way possible. Well, um you normally speak about Gill. Is is Gill set for the whole year? He'll see it through. Is there somebody in waiting? Where's that all sit? Look, I, I couldn't tell you what Gillen's. I haven't got from Gillen McLaughlin how long he plans to stay. Yeah. But if I was looking at the body language and some of the comments and the fact that, for example, they've shelved the Tasmania proposition again, which was something you felt that Gillen did stand for and stand by and think was a possibility, the fact that he's tried to push it back for another year with yet another review, which has enraged the Tasmanian Premier, by the way. I think um, I think that tells me that maybe he's putting it off for the next person. Okay. If I had to make a tip, I would say that... Oh. If I had to tip it right now, I wouldn't say Gillen would be running the AFL this time next year. Goodness me. Caro, as always, thanks for your time. We'll see you next week live up at Rusden Wines in the Barossa Valley. I'm picking you up. I'm driving you there. Apparently, I've got to put Hague's on your pillow. Fair deacon. Hey. And the black. And what about the black guts? Yeah, you'll be getting some black guts <laughs> in here, Karen. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm doing parts March, but there's always April. Oh, it's even lovely work. to talk to you yeah, as brilliant. ever. See yep. you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Caroline Wilson, our guest. Yes, all thanks to Harvey Norman. Tell us about the largest clearest centre. It is now open. Yes, it is Harvey Norman's largest clearest centre. I've been there. It is now open. Big screen TVs. How's this? Furniture, bedding, kitchen, laundry and cooking appliances, homewares, flooring, so much more. You've got to do it. Get there all with factory warranty. Okay, the big red building, 919 Marion Road.